0: now, KVNU Aggie Game Day continues on News Talk KVNU and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. A complete recap of all the action of your Utah State Aggies. Phone calls and texts are welcome. Aggie Game Day coverage is sponsored by Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, LSS Insurance, Young Truck and Trailer, DD Auto and Salvage, My Mattress, Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, Elements Restaurant, White Pine Funeral Home, Kim Dry of Northern Utah, Aegis Home Health and Hospice, Les Olson Company, Prodigy Brewing, Cash Valley Bank, Jerick's Fine Jewelry, Daryl's Appliance, Advanced Fireplace and Stove, S. E. Needham Jewelers, and Golden Spike Electric. It's KVNU Aggie Call with Al Lewis and Eric Branson.
1: And tonight, we have a special guest in again, and it is Zach Van Leeuwen joining with us tonight, the former Aggie receiver. So, again, we're going to have a good show tonight because Utah State wins their homecoming game. They go to 2-1 and one against Air Force on homecomings, and the Aggies played, um, you'd have to say, offensively, probably their most complete full game of the year the way they did it with Cooper Laga, and boy did the defense all of a sudden changed the game in the second half not letting air force drive and score they did early in the second half with their first possession they were able to have they needed a trick play actually kind of a little wheel route out of the backfield to a guy in motion and the pick play where everybody got stuck up on a whole deal and the guy was wide open down the sidelines to even have a chance to make this interesting towards the end but the aggies win it tonight by 34 27 over the academy And Utah State is a one-and-one Mountain West team. And like we said right at the top, very, very much alive in this conference race if you win this game. And the Aggies did. So, again, as we said, Zach
2: Van Leeuwen with us. He was in the stadium, and it was fun up there tonight. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was the most energy that I've seen being in the stadium. I've been at every home game this year, and the fans were into it. The end. It was it was super energetic. It was a lot of fun. I mean, to see the Aggies rolling on both sides of the ball and to get a win at home, so. It was a great atmosphere being there tonight. So, Zach will answer your football questions tonight you may have about the
1: game. We appreciate him joining with us. Uh, Ryan Boehm had a family or a, a trip planned that he had to take this weekend uh, before the year even started, so we knew he wouldn't be here tonight. But Eric Francis across the way, and your observation, Eric, on the game.
3: Well, just really impressed with how Utah State offensively was able to continue to move the ball forward, even though, uh, I should say, on, on drives. <laughs> they had... There are fair amount of negative plays that worked against them, penalties or or plays that got blown up behind the line of scrimmage. Air Force had like seven tackles for loss tonight, but despite that, Utah State was able to overcome those setbacks today. And we saw kind of a change that was happening in the first half against BYU, but then it started to fade. And we were we had some some hope that maybe this team was turning the tide a little bit, but unsure if it could be sustained. And today they did. I mean, give them credit, not just offensively for how they're able to score on almost every possession, but defensively able to maintain and contend with a really stout running attack from Air Force today.
1: Uh, They held Air Force in this game, by the stats that I see, Air Force 264 rushing yards. I mean, we have given up over 400 The last couple of years to Air Force are very, very close to it. So that is a job. And again, at the half, Air Force did have, uh, what, uh, 185 rushing. So they only got, they didn't get 80 yards
2: in the second half. Zach, that's not easy to do against Air Force to do that. No, it's definitely not easy. I think I saw the stat going into the game, too. The Air Force was averaging about 379 yards a game. Number one in the nation. So yeah, and like 87% of their plays are run plays. So They ran 30 straight run plays at one time in the game. Yeah, it's definitely not easy to, to shut down Air Force's rush offense. Being in games, having played against them, they always had huge rush attacks against us. But... They did a great job in the second half of shutting down the fullback, and that's kind of the key to slowing down Air Force's triple option offense. So. Yep, Air
1: Force, ended, uh, again, only ended up with the – I mean, we really shut them down in the second half running the football. They did finally have to pass a little bit to try to come from behind. You get two scores ahead of Air Force in the fourth
2: quarter, that's where you want to be. Yeah, exactly. That, that's always the keys to the game, playing against the Air Force. If you can trade off scoring like that, then if you can get ahead two scores – it puts them out of what they like to do, and then they have to throw the ball.
1: Uh, Eric, you just touched on something's changed. Uh, you know, in the BYU game, we saw a little bit of it. And I mean, whatever you want to say, Cooper Lagaw has given this team a, a push. He really has helped this team.
3: He's given him life. He can extend plays. He can buy himself time. He can wiggle out of tight situations, and he's not afraid to press the ball upfield. Um, you know, passing. A little better today, but not as many turnovers as against BYU. Still some, you know, things that weren't quite on point. But what he's doing with his feet really is what's making the big difference for Utah State, being able to extend those plays, extend those drives, keep the offense on the field, give the defense a, a rest, and that was really critical in my mind. Is that you? You're, the defense needed to be able to have time to settle and catch their breath. Because when Air Force has the ball, those are long, sustained drives. If the offense isn't doing its part, it could have got out of hand really quickly.
1: I mean, that's a really good point that Eric makes because here, look at this, Zach. Aggies' first drive, eight plays. Their second drive, nine plays. Their third drive, seven plays. Then they have four plays before they tried to throw to the end zone at the end of the first half, and that one was picked off. Then they get their only three and out to start the second half. And then when Air Force went back and scored – uh, you know, and, and uh, got just a field goal to extend their 14 13 lead at the half. Air Force led 14 13. They have to make it 17 13. I'm thinking, okay, there's a little bit of a win in there because they did that fake punt that kept the light drive going. Then the Aggies come back and go 13 plays for a score to take the lead. Then the Air Force scores again, and then the Aggies another 10 plays. Shovel pass on fourth down to get a touchdown on that play to make it 27-24. to 24. And then the defense comes through in the fourth quarter with the punch uh after Grayson had the pass interference call against him he forced the fumble or recovered the fumble after it was punched out and then Lagarde exploded and then I mean that's that's where you have to you have to I think Eric's really uh, point is you have to move the ball too against these guys and keep it away from them
2: yeah that's a great point if you're offensively only running three to four plays defense will have a minute minute and a half max to you know recover and Playing against Air Force is probably the most physical team you'll play against all year. And if you only get three plays the rest, three to four plays, then they're going to rush for those 400 yards like they have in the past. But if you're giving them that time, your defense, that time to recover and Aggie's looked great offensively tonight. Legar
1: was really good. For 18 of 23, 215 yards, did throw the interception, but was trying to make a play at the end of the first half. So it almost that's our only turnover. Defense forced two turnovers there later in the game because the interception by Carter after he punched the ball away on the play before. So Lega rushes for 76 and a touchdown, passes for two touchdowns and throws for two fifteen. I felt like we needed to have a better passing game tonight. Uh, besides the running attack. And we still got tighter at 109 yards uh, running the ball. So I think we saw that. And, of course, also Brian Cobbs is a big star defensively. There's some people over there that really did stand out. Uh, Johnny Carter, we mentioned. Uh, Byron Vaughn's up front. There were some plays made. We'll talk about those things as well. We give you an opportunity always to join with us on the show with your texting and with your phone calls. So Aggies win 34-27 over the Air Force Academy Falcons, stopped a four-game losing streak, went on homecoming, and stay in the conference race where they're trying to defend their title. So let's hear from you with a text. It is 435-339-0321 is the text line number. Or you can call us at 753-5868, 753-KVNU, our phone number. Uh, We're here to talk about it, again, as Utah State beats Air Force tonight. And Aggie call post game on both the fan and KVNU brought to you by. They're on 2900 South Highway 89, Young Truck and Trailer Center. Again, offering all kinds of trailers and flatbed work trucks at great pricing. And we're also brought to you by Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat. The Allergy Clinic and Hearing Aid Center are also part of them in that new medical center building there in North Logan. Also, they're in Providence, and most insurance products like SelectMed are accepted Again, you can go to cashvalleyent.com for more details. Aggies win. Let's talk about it on Aggie Call Post Game here on KVNU and the Fan.
4: Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at Generators.com
5: or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young.
0: My name is Chris Hammond. My wife really appreciates a clean home, especially with three kids and two dogs. So when it comes to our carpets being cleaned, I always go to Daryl from ChemDry of Northern Utah. His team is quick, on time, and precise. They do a great job of making sure our home and our carpets are clean. Thank you, ChemDry of Northern Utah.
5: ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100.
4: Hi, this is Bob Larson from LSS Insurance. Every plan, every option, every way to save costs and add benefits. When you call us at LSS Insurance, you do not need to worry about FOMO, fear of missing out. We guarantee to get you the best possible Medicare plans. Let LSS Insurance personalize your Medicare needs. Now is the time to adjust your current plan or sign up for the coming year. Call LSS Insurance at 752-9493. Go to lssins.com or come to our free third Thursday meeting at our office
0: it's kvnu aggie game day brought to you by dd auto and salvage on news talk kvnu and sports talk radio the fan and we appreciate you joining with us tonight and we
1: appreciate zach van lewin coming in to be our guest analyst of this one tonight our football guy who played for the Aggies. zach the years you played for the aggies i know it was matt Wells as the coach what years have you played 2014 and 17 was my last season. Okay, so 14-17. Mm-hmm. Zach was a part of the Aggie teams. Eric Franson is here with me, and we do have our first caller tonight. Remember, our number is 753-KVNU. Let's go to Wes. Wes, what's on your mind tonight besides an Aggie win?
6: <laughs> yeah, go Aggies. I was just super excited to see a complete game. Uh, the defense was energized. I think the offense being successful – added a lot of energy to the sideline and to the defense um, and just can't say enough about having a a complete team it's it's great to see get back with their you know a little swagger you know yeah i wish we could have seen this you know from game 1 to see you know we could have be a a 4 and 1 team if you know if we would have started it with the personnel we got so great to see happy uh, for the Aggies and go Aggies
1: all right, Wes, thanks for joining with us again. And and, and that's the thing. It is, It is a complete win. Uh, it, really, from the start, even though, I mean, they did get, what, a 30-yard run by uh, Roberts one time in the game. I'll tell you what, uh, Zach, I mean, I know you didn't play – maybe in high school he played some defense. But trying to stop those inside runs, that eventually just wears on you. And we were looking like finally a fresher, more excited football team in the second half. We've come out sometimes in the second half and not made the adjustments against some of the opponents and we look like we had gotten tougher against the run in the second half in this game.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. Especially against a, a type of run-heavy offense like Air Force runs. They've been running that for probably 100 years now. And so... Um, They definitely know how to execute at a high level with their triple option attack. Um, As far as, like, defensively, I know there's a lot of assignments that go into that. Especially, we we would be giving our defense a look all the way in fall camp. They'd be practicing looks against Air Force's offense. Just so that they were more familiar with it. So that when it became game week, it wasn't like a big, oh crap, surprise for you. But... They're constantly repping it a month and a half before the game's even here.
3: Well, so so unique and so different from what you normally see. I mean, there's every team poses different challenges, but this is such a unique style that if you wait until game week, then you're <laughs>
1: you're toast. Yeah, most and most of the time, I think, like you said, I think the coaches have tried to it spend some of fall camp. Uh, you know, obviously game weeks they can't start to do that. But it's hard to just put everything in. We did have one extra day because they did go back to practice Sunday because BYU was Thursday rather mm-hmm. than practice starting on Monday. Yeah. So they'd done some in the fall for this one, and then they did have one extra day. So it probably helped a little
2: yeah, bit, Yeah, I think it definitely helped. I know they were talking on the television, too, like Coach Banda was giving the um, grad assistants a lot of credit for you know doing the scouting, watching the film, and then just the scout team in general and giving them a look because... If the scout team's not giving you a good look for Air Force, then you're not going to execute. And it's totally the point.
1: way you, you block differently than everybody else blocks. So the scout guys have to learn a whole lot in a short amount of time yep. to be able to do that. We do have Nick on the line who wants to join with us. Again, our number is or seven, I'm sorry, 753-5868. 753-KVNU. Nick, after the Aggies 34-27 win, what's up?
3: Hey, guys. It's good to see some con- complimentary football up in Logan
2: again.
4: Looks like... The offense is complementing the defense, and the defense complementing the offense. I do have a question for Zach. Coming from a wide receiver's perspective, obviously Cooper is a
2: bit different, and the wide receivers have to adjust and play what seems to be more off-scripted a little bit in terms of extended plays. Things like that. So I just was wondering what his perspective was, and also wanted to see if he's found his golf game yet. So, anyways, go Aggies! Uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> I know who this is now. <laughs> now <you do. laughs> um, definitely. I mean, you got to be able to keep plays alive, especially with with Cooper and his feet and his ability to, you know, extend plays. Um, receivers, you're taught to run your route, and then if you haven't gotten the ball and you see the quarterback scrambling. If you're deep, you're coming back to the quarterback. If you're sh- if you're short, you're going out deep up the field, being able to stay level. So it's definitely you got to be more aware with the mobile quarterback. But I mean, I thought that the receivers executed great, especially when he did get outside the pocket, being able to work back towards him and extending plays. I know I think Cooper hit Cobb's a couple mm-hmm. times on plays where he kept it alive.
1: We need to talk. Uh, you we when you got here just quickly before we started, Brian Cobb's has been a different guy the last two games. He was even a different guy tonight than he was against BYU. Mm-hmm. Ten catches against BYU seemed to kind of open him up,
2: but he was a physical receiver when we needed one tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, like I have mentioned earlier, when I first was on the radio, I've, I've trained with him when I've worked with my Yeah, you've brothers, worked with your wide receivers and, and stuff, yeah. I thought he was a very special receiver, and I think these last two games have gave him that confidence, and he is a receiver that should be having eight to ten catches a game because of his ability to use his size his ability to get open and i think we really saw that tonight because it wasn't like they were playing off they played him in press coverage and he was even getting off the ball with his with his releases he was making tough catches on those third downs and fourth downs those slants um he he looked really good tonight Mm -hmm. how about fourth and one
1: and we run a slant play yeah. for a first
2: down. That's a lot of trust. Physical, that is, isn't it? Yeah, that's a lot of trust between quarterback and receiver.
1: And so. you can tell that, I don't know, see, he he didn't get Logan Bonner until Bonner could come back in about May, I think it was, when he started to throw a little bit with the receivers, mm-hmm. but maybe didn't get as much. He probably got more with Cooper Lega because of spring football when he was playing, and then you, you know, get into that. So maybe he, he – maybe he, you know it was more connected in some ways to yeah i mean
2: it, it definitely helps when you have chemistry when you're throwing constantly with your quarterbacks that that right there just cultivates the trust so i think there definitely was that during the off season um and it showed tonight so we
1: have needed though the, the defense tonight does win the turnover battle, and really you could almost say it's two to nothing because, I mean, Lagaz trying to do something at the end of the first half and chucking the ball towards the goal line, It's it's it was almost like a punt in some ways if you can't score right there. You're just trying yeah. to do something in the first half. But the defense did make some plays when they had to make those plays for those turnovers in this game. Now, the quarterback threw a bad pass on the last one. But, the I mean, Air Force is driving. That guy runs for about 20 yards on that play, and they punched the ball out, and the defense was aggressive and got the ball.
3: Yeah, kudos to a Johnny Carter who punched the ball out, and then he got the interception later. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, the defense did some things that – you know, kept drives alive for Air Force, but they also dialed things up and got better as the game went on. I thought Byron Vaughn's in the second half, especially that fourth quarter, was fantastic. Uh, he was making plays, he was spinning around, putting pressure on the quarterback, making them get holding calls. Yeah, yeah. just uh, you know. being really a disruptor, very very effective. Great second half for Byron Vaughn's and that defense overall uh aggie post
1: uh, game day is brought to you by advanced heating and air conditioning uh you can say big on their heating and cooling systems right now towards winter uh make sure you check with them monday on that 752 and we're also brought to you by my mattress remember they also do feature tempurpedic and uh, travis and ryan are the sleep experts to see down by the south walmart for all of your bed needs it's a great day when the aggies win 34-27 and BYU loses to Notre Dame twenty-eight to twenty, and Utah loses to UCLA today in college football. So, yeah, we've had a good day. All right, we'll be back with more, and we'd love to have you join with us. Phone number seven five three five eight six eight. We got texts, I'm sure, available too. 339 0321 on the text line. We're going to hear from the stadium, the players, and coaches after the Aggies win 34 27 on Game Day on the Fan and KVNU.
0: Aegis Home Health and Hospice loves helping the people they serve. Aegis is a home health and hospice organization that lives by core values of character, experience, and trust. Every day, Aegis' goal is to help you with whatever your health care needs are and to do it wherever you need us to. AGES, Aegis, A E G I S. Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Call 723-9000 or find them at myhs.com
5: clean it up and get it out before the snow flies don't wait another winter let dd auto and salvage pay you for that junk vehicle dd auto and salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible pickup is available if you have metal dd auto and salvage and logan wants to pay you today call 787-1204 See store for details. Hey, Aggie fans. Looking for the best burger in town? Bring the family to Prodigy Brewing and try out our signature Prodigy Supreme Burger or a Woodfire Pizza. Need a smaller plate for the kids? Our kids menu has you covered. Whether you are out with the family or just want to catch the Aggies game with friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan.
0: The Aggies are always number one here. It's KVNU Game Day with the voice of the Aggies, Al Lewis, Eric Franson, and Ryan Bone.
1: And tonight we are pleased to have Zach Van Leeuwen with us, the former Aggie football player, to fill in for Ryan as our football analyst. Um, so, again, Utah State 34-27 was the final score. And, again, as soon as we get something from the stadium, as far as uh, any players and coaches, we will pass that along. Uh, so, in the end, uh, looks like uh, the, the, the academy ended up with about 359 yards, and the Aggies ended up with about 400 and some odd yardage in this game. 199 rush and 215 pass is what I see. That is, that's a balanced, good football game. And Cooper Legault made some huge plays. That last touchdown run was, was – some. I mean, there are not many guys on the team that will do that. Hey, and the shovel pass to Vaughn's. we've used that on fourth down this year. Twice it's worked, and one time it blew up on us. But it worked, and Vons was uh, – Vons was able to get away. Terrell Vons Vaughn able to get away and, and make that play.
2: Yeah, it's phenomenal balance. Uh, the Aggies looked the most complete they have on offense all year. I think it helps having Cooper Legault on the legs that he has. Um, it opens up the pass game that much more when you know that the quarterback can pull it on those zone reads and he can take it himself. It looked like they had... We saw it last week, too, where they had a lot of designated QB runs. Um, But then what also they're... They're clicking in the pass game, too. And he I had think, to have a better passing game than he did last week against BYU, his first yeah. time out, and I
1: think that's where he improved a lot from one week to the next.
2: Yeah, and, and when you can run and throw the ball, it just keeps the defense on their heels. And so the Aggies looked great tonight offensively, and I think props to Cooper and always being prepped and ready to go. So.
3: Uh, Al, a couple of texts that are coming through. Let's talk about that. On our text line, 9315 saying, uh, can we – can we say two-time Utah wrestler and help from the rest of the team makes a big no worries win. Go Aggies. <laughs> he is two-time wrestling champ, two-time
1: javelin throwing champ, two-time football champion yeah, he's down at
2: Orem High School. Competitor. Yeah. Co- Cooper's
3: a winner, that's for sure, and yeah. that's what you get when he's on the field. 5879 texting in, we are so used to Air Force doing whatever they want on offense. It was nice to see the Aggies be really disciplined and also have their run game be totally dominant. Solid win just shows the upward trajectory the team has been on since Weber State. So there,
1: there, there's no doubt that this team did do some soul searching after the Weber State game. That, I mean, they, the second half of Weber State was not good at all. We're 14-13 down at the half, and we didn't pl- compete in the second half in a lot in that game. And we had those two games in a row with Alabama and Weber State. We didn't do hardly anything offensively, really. So we had some soul searching to be done. Coach let the players kind of try to do that. I don't know if you've talked to your brother Kyle. I know he got he's through this period of time. He hasn't been able to play for the team, but he's still probably around some of these guys. And the the, the team had to do some things themselves because the coaches have kind of set this up and that pro, the play the way it worked last year and it's not wasn't working at this point yet this year.
2: Yeah, I, I mean it's huge. I think it sounds like more leaders have stepped up as well, and I think that's what they were lacking in the beginning of the year. It's kind of it's difficult. When you have a season like you did last year and then a lot of key players graduated you know some playing in the league right now and so it's always a question who's going to step up and i think they didn't have any of that in those first couple games of leadership to continue to you know the coaches can only do so much but then it it then goes down to the players what what can we do to lead what can we do to you know pick ourselves back up and soul search yourselves because you can either keep riding that that train down a negative road or you can get things to flip and I think they've done that and I, I think tonight is the key win for the season. It's a I think really big win. It really is. Really it keeps the around. it
1: keeps the season going because if not, you've got two games away from home and a bye, and it was it would be kinda like everybody I mean, even if you win those games at Colorado State or whatever, you've got the two conference losses, and you're not really home for a while. You could lose a lot of interest and your and margin things like that. margin yeah. for
3: opportunity to get yeah. to a bowl game yeah. is like
1: uh, almost then, out the window. Then you really have to win the rest of the games almost the rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, which won't two. be easy to do. Mm-hmm.
3: If, you're there, if you go to drop one and five. All right, a couple more texts coming through. Six, five, four, three. Ags were good tonight, but overall, this is a very average Falcons team compared to the past few years. This conference won't have any ranked teams this year, but it'll be an exciting finish to the end. This conference, since we joined it, has always had a team
1: getting votes in the Associated Press poll, at least votes, if not ranked in the top 25. We don't have anybody getting votes in the top 25 of AP. Coach's poll, Air Force was 30. Now this loss will drop them out. San Jose, San Jose might, might might have a chance this next week. Boise beats Fresno. There might be some thinking But Fresno, I, let's face it, to be honest, Zach, this is, this is probably the weakest
2: I've ever seen the Mountain West Conference in all the years we've been in, and you were there kind of at the start. Yeah, I definitely. I think, you know, I was actually looking at the standings today, and I was just kind of like, wow, that's, compared to years past, you usually see teams like at this point in the season, especially your Boise State, San Diego State, Fresnos are usually like four and one, three and one, you know, and there's a lot of like two and threes. And, you know, I I think a lot of teams played at some tough non conference schedules. Um, I wouldn't say that Air Force is just an average team. I still think they're going to probably finish the year with only two or three losses. Um, but, um, definitely more of a down year compared to what we've seen in years past. I think um I think overall you could have made a
1: case now again uh, that Air Force might be the the most complete team or maybe the the better team of any of the conference as far as what they can do offensively and defensively, but I think They were the number one pass efficiency defense in the country. and Cooper goes 18 for 23, and we're efficient. They only got one turnover. We showed that they probably haven't played a lot of passing teams like us up until now, and they maybe can be exploited a little bit. But my point on my pregame today was we don't have a lot of great passing going on in this league like we used to this used to be the pass happy conference in college football
3: well Wyoming's probably the toughest team that they Air Force had faced all year and the, and, and not, not,
1: they're not a great passing dying. team yeah yeah
3: so I, I get the point of the text but Wyoming or Air Force has done what they've needed to do I mean that's, mm-hmm. I guess that's not necessarily slight against Navy Navy's a good team too but but Air Force has done what they need to do right and they've put up Forty more than forty points three different
1: times and they've rushed for six hundred yards in a game and 400, 480 for a game or something they've had some big rushing games so the Aggies for the Aggies to hold them again under three hundred is That's pretty huge. good compared to where we've been before going against it's that defense
3: solid work uh, another text coming in six zero five seven seemed like despite the refs best efforts Utah State <laughs> was still able to win loved seeing the improved offense maybe or made plays when they had to.
1: Well, it did look like they were looking for some penalties. But to be honest, that's the most penalties Air Force has had in a game. They were the number one least penalized team in America wow. into this game. And penalties hurt them in this game. It did.
3: Yeah, penalties on the night. Um uh, let's see, Utah State. Oh gosh, now where did it go? Uh I had it now I don't know. Let's see if <laughs> I disappeared can find on it. Here. Me. Uh, uh oh, seven for fifty-eight yes. for Air Force, eight for sixty-five yards
1: against the Aggies. The Aggies have been averaging about 9 or more one of the worst in the country at penalizing like I said Air Force was so you know in the end it's pretty close numbers between those areas.
3: Yeah, early on the the throat slash, mm-hmm. you know, got the Aggies right away there when they a scored 15 yarder, yeah. that mm-hmm. was that was bad, but by and large like the the um the unsportsmanlike stuff is better. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing as many of those mm-hmm. and uh, I think that it's there are still some penalties happening, but they're not as egregious as what we saw earlier. Well, they're competition like the penalties. They're not, they're, not,
1: they're not making stupid mistake penalties or losing yes. your mind for a minute penalties and all. Yeah.
3: Uh, four 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 six texting in Lega is a baller. Dude doesn't look phased by anything. Ice in his veins, stone cold killer. Uh, yeah, he looks cool under pressure. Uh, five four six four. So who has more missed calls? that the ags play BYU or air force maybe it's the team colors <laughs> maybe that's an issue 2070 uh, uh, so much more imagination from the play calling it's almost mm-hmm. like we have that play caller from last year back except that last three and out uh, i think not not well, last they were just running, they were running clock, clock they did yeah they, did, they them to they, use their they, time and caps. they were only at the
1: tw- they 12 or 15 they didn't want to do anything stupid to lose the ball there uh, be, you know, before they gave. But it the play calling
3: away. was it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. thought that it was imaginative. They were pressing different parts of the field. I thought they were much more effective. And, and you made the comment too, uh, Zach, about how they were pressing the ball down the field a lot more tonight. Yeah, a lot
2: more vertical throws. And stuff yeah, too. I mean, having a running quarter, uh, a quarterback that's mobile opens up the offense so much more. Um, and I I thought tonight was the most that they did take shots down the field and we were winning those those one on one matchups too I think Cobbs had two or three of those and um, there were a couple more opportunities but it was nice to see them stretch the ball down the field like, like what they did last year I think that was a huge part of the offense last year so um, I think that's hopeful for what can continue moving forward um, but yeah the the offense was a lot more creative tonight and I think you know, you have a running quarterback, you can make it a lot more entertaining. And And, the Cal- fans and then it makes it. Calvin
1: Tyler look better yep. to have more of a running game where sometimes two blockers go ahead of him into a hole and then he runs behind him or they pull some people and run a little more of the power type thing rather than always just zone reads. Although yeah. that zone read that Lagaw then pulls and runs on
2: was really something, <laughs> this too. It was very impressive. The fans loved it, too. They were super engaged the whole game, energetic. And I think at... That helps. That helps to win games, too. I think you're absolutely right. We need to take another break. Our time's running on us. We'll get some interviews and all the things.
1: bus. we'd love to have you join with us with more texts. 339-0321. But, of course, phone calls as well. 753-KVNU. Brought to you in part by SC Needham Jewelers. Over 125 years shopping at Needham's has become a tradition for families. We're getting towards the holiday season. Think about SC Needham Jewelers. And Prodigy Brewing is now downtown on Center Street. It's a great spot after the Aggie game. A lot of people down there for their great food. It's a family spot. They have, of course, all kinds of special uh, brews that are there. Cass Valley's first and only brew pub on uh, Center Street. Prodigy Brewing, one of our game day sponsors. Aggies 34, Air Force 27. Aggies win and homecoming. Stop their four-game losing streak, and we'll be back with more game day. We're on The Fan, the Sports Talk Radio, The Fan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and it's KVNU Game Day on KBNU at 6:10 a.m., 102.1, 102.5 FM and the KBNU app as well.
5: Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team, and that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit job.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal
0: visit alpinehomemedical.com advanced heating and ac the
1: two-time gold medal winner in best of utah they're teaming up with carrier heating and cooling carrier provides you the best furnace units available and now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold financing options are available turn to the experts at advanced heating and carrier advanced heating and air conditioning 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of di and online at advancedheating-ac.com we're not
0: comfortable until you are advanced heating and air It's KVNU Aggie Game Day, brought to you by Elements Restaurant. On News Talk, KVNU, and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
1: All right, Al Lewis, Eric Franson, and... Zach Van Lewin tonight on our game day post game after Utah State's win over Air Force Academy, 34 to 27 as the final score. Uh, looks like we're just getting stuff in from the stadium for the players and coaches. Eric, you got anything in the, in the text line that you and Zach can talk about a minute? And I'll try to get this ready to go.
3: <laughs> yeah, sure thing. One one zero seven texting in. Happy that we won. Lagaw looking like a young Chucky Keaton. But extremely disappointed with horrible calls from the refs on both teams. I feel the refs should be held accountable for bad calls. I don't I don't know that I saw a lot of bad calls tonight. Maybe it's some questionable, but I don't know that I saw a lot of bad calls tonight.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was awful. Obviously, there's some missed calls, but that comes with, I feel like, being a ref and being human. I thought last week was a lot worse at the BYU game, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think there were calls on both sides, but... It's gonna happen. In every there were some missed game.
3: holding calls. I mean, that happens almost every game. But I, I thought that the crew tonight was pretty decent. I, better than last week. I totally agree with you. Yeah,
2: because what did you read? There were eight penalties and then seven or nine penalties yeah. each way. So it was pretty even.
3: Not not too bad. Nine three one five. Excuse me, texting in it says look like Cobb's is starting to back up the hype about him, and uh, and that I heard from the janitor. <laughs> yeah, no, but there was there was a lot of excitement about Brian Cobb's coming into the season, and like we saw flashes of what he could do in the spring, we saw some flashes in the fall scrimmages, but we haven't seen a consistent, dynamic target as that Cobb's can be. It, it, we've seen some moments, but tonight he was consistent from start to finish. He was physical. He was aggressive. He made great plays, great highlight worthy plays all night long for USU.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think also just, you know, personnel changes being able to open up your playbook more allows for those plays to be made as well. But Cobb's definitely he showed the kind of receiver that he can
3: he can be and that that he is. Uh 5338 with a question. Do you think the Aggies win tonight if Logan Bonner is the quarterback? Uh look, the way that he was playing this season uh, no, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think the Yankees win because Cooper was able to extend plays with his feet. He was able to rush for yards, positive yards. Logan Logan's a quarterback who press the ball down the field and th- make throws, um, but against the Air Force style of defense, I, I think that you needed a quarterback who can be a threat to run the ball, and that's what Cooper does.
2: Yeah, and I agree, and I th- I think you know logan wasn't fully healthy he wasn't the same quarterback that he was last year last year i mean i think if we had that way he was playing last year i think yes it's a win but um just with him not being 100 percent and cooper's ability to run the ball it opened up things a lot more so i agree with you there
1: remember last year it was in the air force game when uh, bonner got hurt and Peasley had to come in, and Peasley threw for about 150 yards and made some big plays and some runs besides. And then Tyler made the big run at the end of the game. But it was Peasley who kind of helped get it done in the game against Air Force last year, too,
3: at yeah, that point. True. Yeah, true. It was a shootout, and yeah. then it was in the second half, right, when mm-hmm. Peasley came in mm-hmm. for an injured Bonner. Yeah. I've, uh, we've got – there's some
1: problem with the audio. I, I'm going to play – what I'm going to do is play the start of what the coach says, and there's some background rumble – and everything, because I want you to he- try to hear through the the junk, what he says at the start. And then I'm going to have to move forward on some of the other things, and we'll miss a lot of what the coach said because it will not be uh, a pleasure to listen to. But I want you to hear what he starts off with through this rumble that's there. And we apologize, but this is the way it came down to us. Here we go. <laughs>
6: going to uh...
1: to play you what he said at the start now we can get over here and a little bit later don't think there's quite as much interference there's still some of some of the exchange that he has with the media and let's go It's a back. Problem, guy.
6: we're we're fragile man this thing could this thing could go south real quick if we don't see some fruit from the labor and the sacrifice this week particularly was one of the best weeks of practice we've had and you wanted desperately to for it to show on the field and you want it to not just show but also get the land. I mean, and ultimately you can only take getting close so often and, and I felt like that's what last week was and you know this this could be huge this could be the catalyst for a, a, a ton of positive moving forward because it it did validate all the things that we've been telling them all the work all the sacrifice all the unselfish behavior the, the extra time the taking your role even though it's not exactly what you want your role to be this validates that this is how we get it done this is the team we've got this is what it's going to take and so I'd like to think that this is going to give them the energy they need to just continue and fuel that and even dial it up another notch. And if they do, then we will just continue to get better.
4: I want to ask about how the receivers sort of responded to the challenges that I'm sure you guys have put up to them. At the beginning of the season, you said that they were struggling with win one-on-one matchups. Um, that did not seem to be an issue here tonight, specifically
6: with Ryan Cobb. What kind of improvement have you seen? Well, I think you started to see it look a little bit better each week. I thought last week we, we made some very – Um, Very good contested catches. Second half of UNLV, we made some very uh, competitive catches. And and tonight, when you consider some of the ones that that guys had to make, none of them easy, Uh, they're starting to gain confidence. And it's kind of the same conversation we just had. They're working extremely hard. Now we're starting to see that show up. Having the confidence to, to elevate to a ball, having the confidence to make a play with a guy hanging on you having the confidence to win one-on-one one on fourth and two when the game's on the line. I mean, those come from repetition, repetition, and, and learning that, you know, I can do this when, when, it's, when it matters most. So um, I'm hoping, again, that this is something that just builds that confidence level and we keep, we keep getting better.
4: With Brian uh, specifically, eight, uh, eight uh, receptions, 136 yards and on a touchdown, you mentioned on Monday the receivers only meeting. How have you seen him specifically step in? Right,
6: that dude's been... He's been a leader since day one that he got here, and he's more and more vocal, but mainly he leads by example. He does everything right. He's the first in, the last out, never on a list, always encouraging the guys around him, willing to help on special teams, willing to, you know, if he's got to be the decoy, he, he, he just, he's, when you look at self mean, he's the epitome of what we're, what we're looking for. That's why we brought him here, and, and it's showing he's, infect, he's affecting the guys around him in a positive way every day.
4: Coach Anderson, I mean, been so close to the previous two weeks, but one big, um, one bugaboo was just uh, those short guarded situations. You get the shovel pass on fourth and four. I mean, how much can a play like that be successful in a jump start a season?
6: With well, that, and, the, and again, I think the fourth and two, the one-on-one competitive play with Kyle, those are huge. We, we've we got to be able to, in and, and, and this game particularly, because they're going to run the clock, and you're only going to get, I mean, we got really two solid drives in the first half. Two. You cannot squander opportunities, and, and so um, I, I think every positive play builds confidence and allows guys to potentially, you know, go out and, and feel like I can do that next week when it when it matters most. Games are only going to get tougher as we go forward. As a conference race, you know, you look more and more tape, more and more tendencies, more on the line. I'm hoping these these are some big time snaps for guys, big time plays for guys that that will. Pay dividends on down the down the road for us
4: coach building on that you had three plays over 30 yards two turnovers some explosive plays and seemed like for the first time this season it was stringing them together what does that do to build momentum
6: yeah consistency's been a problem for us we've had spurts but not continuous and tonight you there never was a big drop off there were some plays that they made and some plays that we made this was a Big-time college football game, and we stayed in the fight for four straight quarters, 60 straight minutes. We've struggled to do that at any point this season. It just always seems to be a drop-off, a let-up, you know, a mistake, and we avoided that and it played, uh, played really well. That's why we're sitting here talking about a win instead of another close loss. So, um, I-, I do see us getting better every week. I'm hoping you know, that we can just continue to build on this and, and keep putting wins on top of wins. That would, that would be, that'd be a great place to be.
5: Oh, um, what does Logan Bonner mean for your team right now, and their kind of resolve to turn this season around? With
1: okay, the noise is going to come back there, and I have to stop it at this point. But I think there were some good points in there uh, made, uh, Zach. This ca- it's a catalyst to get better. This football team needed positive on the field besides their feeling of, hey, we have played a little better the last couple of games. You have to get a win to, to
2: really validate that feeling and get you moving forward the right way. Yeah, I think it's a, a true comment, what he said about being a catalyst. This game could really serve as like a hinge point for the Aggies and being able to turn their season around, um, where a lot of people think, are they going to go to a bowl game this year? I think this is the hinge point that gets momentum really going in the Aggies' favor because it was a complete game. Uh, We haven't seen that at all this season, a complete game. The second quarter of UConn was a good quarter. First half of last week was a good half. But tonight we played a complete game, and I think it can be a hinge point. And like Coach Anderson said, a catalyst for the rest of the season of building confidence moving forward.
3: Yeah, and uh, I liked how he he's talking about you know, building confidence for his team and a lot of praise for Brian Cobbs uh, mm-hmm. as uh, and he deserved it. somebody who's put in a lot of work. And now we're starting to see the fruits of, of that labor and that uh, other guys are starting to see that and it's starting to grow and that confidence is spreading throughout the team. They're seeing the work that they're putting in and thankfully they have a positive result to you know, build on that because they've got a stretch here where they've got several games where they should be the favorite team now. And uh, and can start to build on that and and build a lot more success and get some wins in their division, which really matters a lot.
1: Yep, Colorado State Wyoming are coming up next on the road. All right, we need to take a break, and then we'll – I think we got some player stuff, and hopefully we'll be able to hear that, and we'll check that out for you here on Aggie Game Day. 753-KVNU is our phone number. The text line is 435-339-0321. And we will return. We're on the fan and KVNU Game Day brought to you in part by Thermo Fisher. They make the world healthier, cleaner and safer. That's Thermo Fisher Scientific, one of our game day sponsors.
0: News talk KVNU Logan, 102 FM at 6:10 AM. Sports talk radio KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The fan
5: Cash Valley Ear, Nose and Throat, the Allergy Clinic and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cash Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon Blotter and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CacheValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products including Select men are accepted.
0: Elements has delicious lunch specials, two for $30, or the new
3: soup, salad, and bread special for just $10 is tasty and quick. Elements' lunch menu is full of scrumptious items prepared with a personal touch. Wood-fired pizzas are an excellent choice that include barbecue chicken and the bee's knees. The fresh-battered halibut fish and chips with seasoned fries is always a hit. And don't forget the fan-favorite Munster Burger, casual or professional. Open Monday through Thursday, 1130 to 8 p.m., and Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 9 p.m. Visit theelementsrestaurant.com for reservations today. SC Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. Couples throughout the state buy their rings from
4: SC Needham Jewelers because of our low prices, extensive ring selection, and extraordinary benefits and services with financing available. Go to SCneedham.com to learn more. We have many unique and beautiful engagement rings starting at $500. You'll find affordable engagement rings with our integrity price guarantee. This is why we are where Utah gets engaged. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block,
0: at the sign of the clock. Talking about Aggie football like no one else can. KVNU Game Day is back.
1: You know, we give you a local radio station, uh, which is a good signal that you can hear easily uh, going away from the stadium after you've watched it on TV. We're here before and after every game for you on KBNU. And this year in football, we're also on uh, Sports Talk Radio, the fan, Al Lewis and Eric Franson after the game here. Craig Islip usually helps me set up the game beforehand. And then Zach Van Leeuwen joining with us tonight. And we appreciate Jason um, Walker up at the stadium getting these interviews. Again, the first one, though, kind of had a little bit of interference. But I think you heard the essence of what Coach Anderson had to say, the big parts of this game. But I think you'll enjoy listening to Johnny Carter who's the Aggie defensive back, who again knocked the ball away, made an interception at the end of the game, and the Aggie defense, of course, really were a big story in the second half of this win, 34-27 over the academy. Here is a Johnny Carter. How y'all doing? All
7: How you Good to see y'all. How do you feel right now? I feel great, man. Good team win. Feel great. Was there a,
4: was there? on forcing turnovers today just with the style of offense that they run? Was there more of an emphasis from Coach Bonda about forcing turnovers? Did you have it in your mind to strip that ball or was that just kind of
7: instinct? Uh, it's, it's like that every week. Every week I try to be a, a playmaker. Us defensive backs try to be playmakers and, get, and take the ball away. That's our job. So, I mean, I came out there. We knew it was going to be a, a big deal to get turnovers on Air force. But we needed every chance we get. So, I mean, it was it's a defensive thing, a defensive back thing. So, I'm always looking for it, though.
4: John a., um, how how much pride did you take on really making them work their way down work their way down the field this week as opposed to, you know, the all the explosive plays they got last year?
7: Uh we definitely had we definitely was uh, was it was good for us to, as a defense to make them to earn everything that they got. Uh we had a few a few miscommunications in the back end that gave them stuff that it was nothing that they did. It was stuff that we did, self inflicted. But, I mean, it was good to make them go down there and uh, make them try to earn every, every yard they got and stand up as a defense. So that was pretty cool.
8: So you guys struggled to stop them kind of early in the game, which kind of was more quickly. In the last few drives they had, you guys pretty much stopped them for the most part. Like, was there an adjustment you guys made for those last few drives to come up big on those defensive <coughs> possessions?
7: No, it was just uh, – well, it was an adjustment. We had to um, slow down and do our draw. Everybody had to they a specific job. Just do your one job and everything will be all right. Tackle the dive if you got the dive and uh, cover on the back end. And we did that, and uh, it was pretty good. Guys slowed down and did their job and tackled like we supposed to. So, I mean, it was pretty good.
4: After you got that interception, uh, Coach Vaughn, it might have been after the fumble, Coach Vaughn picked you up and
7: uh, had you on the back. And just What was that feeling like? Uh, what was going through your head? Um, it's a great feeling when you've when, when he, when been able to – Get the ball and turn it over for the offense; so they can go score and get points on the board. It's always it's going to be a good feeling, no matter if it's a, if it's a jumping on a fumble recovery or punching the ball out and getting us. Anytime you get the ball and turn it over and give a chance for our offense to go score, it's always going to be a good feeling. So it was great. See a lot of guys smiling. Offense was happy. Got some energy going. So it's great.
5: Um, how do you feel like? I mean, I mean, with what, what, what the triple option and everything, do you feel like your your physicality or or what what, what was it that you think that? kind of
7: slowed that down? What slowed down the triple option? Yeah. The defensive guys doing their job and uh, being aggressive and being physical. Uh, Violence is the answer on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, we live by that, we die by that. So, I mean, that's what it was. It's being violent, showing what it is. Do you feel like
4: this team is getting better
7: week by week? Yes, we're definitely getting better. like I said, guys is believing in the process and not giving up. Uh, when you go 1-4 and one and 4 1-5, you, you can have a team that can fall apart, guys stop believing, and, and guys don't want to be here no more. But instead of that, a lot of guys kept going, kept trucking, kept believing in the process and believing in our coaches. And uh, you got a lot of guys that just want to win, and you see it. Getting better every week, though.
1: That's uh, Johnny Carter's part after the game, talking to the media. Um, uh, you can just tell – and Eric, you and I have had a chance to talk to him. And Zach, I don't know if you've been around. This guy is, wears it on the sleeve. I mean, he, he has fun in whatever he does. He, he's a great fisherman. He's come here and loves to go fishing, loves to get out in the out-of-doors and do things you see on Twitter and all that. But Rodeo guy, right? Yeah, rodeo Rodeo's too. In, yeah. Oh, wow. Always he's been involved in that. Yeah, from back down in Texas and all that he's been around in. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's certain guys that just... Make plays
2: when they're around and things like that, and you know, and he's one of those kind of guys. Yeah, you always need guys like that on your team that have a knack for making plays. That that turnover that he created, punching the ball out, I think that's a huge turnover oh. in the game because Air Force had just gotten that, you know, that first down from the pass interference, and then what would have been an explosive run for him now turns into a turnover. Aggies get the ball back and. There goes the, moment, the momentum, all in our favor. You're
1: talking about okay, they first down play from the 25 one yard. Second down was zero, and it looked like they, then they don't they get the pass interference call yeah. when our guy basically he gave him 20 yards and then he just comes back and happens to get on his back because it takes so long for the ball to get there, mm-hmm. and they call it in front of their bench, and then they sh- they give it to this Johnson guy and a little bit of a counter from a kind of a wingback run inside. He went 22 yards on that play. They are down at the Utah State 40 some odd yard line. All of a sudden, and it's 27-24 with still about nine minutes to play in the game, and and all of a sudden we score three plays after that. We're up two touchdowns, or up two scores, and and it, you feel like the game's more. That was a that was a huge was play. Huge. That's the that's the game dagger. decider.
2: Yeah. yeah,
1: it really is.
3: Yeah, it's fun to see Johnny Carter starting to develop into this new role for him and uh expand his influence on the defense. Um earlier in the season, he was kind of picked on maybe a little bit. The uh, coaches, opposing coaches knew he was he was relatively young to that new position, but he's grown into that and I think he's making bigger and better plays and helping that defense and he came up huge in the second half.
1: He you know, you were a receiver going against corners. He's an inside guy and he kind of had to turn to an outside. That's not that's
2: not an easy transition too. Yeah, that's that's not easy. It definitely helps when a receiver is switched to corner because then you know the ins and outs of and he was a receiver, running. receiver too in his day yeah. yeah. he was a receiver once in his day as well um, but it is hard switching from especially if you're more of a nickel type guy and then moving to corner um, you can be out there on an island but then especially when Air Force does get out with their pitch game it's just you and, and the ball carry a lot of times, too. but
1: we I, didn't, They didn't run as many plays to the outside against us, and I don't mm-mm. know if they thought they couldn't get those plays. A few of them did work to get them a first down a little bit, but there was not as many of those pitch plays or
2: the counters with the wingback coming around as much as I've seen some years. Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, I, definitely in the first half, I think they were riding their fullback because that well, – <laughs>
6: They did every single drop. It worked. But
2: even in the second half, when we started to slow it down, I just think we got them out of their element a little mm-hmm. bit um, when we we took the lead and. And then once you force them, you're down two scores. It, it really gets them out of their element, especially in the fourth quarter like that. That's what the position you want to be in against Air Force. Well,
1: they needed a review of their first possession of the game to keep their first series going. Or And the guy basically almost stepped out of bounds on that play. But then they, they went off the field with a punt. But look at the rest of the times they had the ball. Uh, they get three yards on first down and two yards on first down. And then they get six yards on first down. And then I'm just going through my charts here. They go the, to finish the game minus four, one, two, and then they did get the the catch on the last one. But when you're holding them on first down to only two yards or or less than. Th- well less than three maybe four if they get four they're on their tra- target
2: that's the key against air force if you can hold them on fir- first down to keeping them from not picking up five to six yards and force them to be in third and long situations again that gets them out of their style of play too their, their
1: playbook is uh, all of a sudden different than they want to play yep. at, at that particular point
3: yep. yeah they're not comfortable in those positions no. for anything
1: sure. else in the text line we'll, and then we'll take a break and then we've got i think quarterback cooper Lagaw.
3: Yeah, a couple more texts coming through. 9315 texting in. If I understand correctly, is not the offense set up for a running quarterback? Um, yeah, I think the Utah State offense. Is
1: the offense always a running quarterback? Because of the zone
2: read stuff, that would seem to be there yeah, in some ways. Any, any type of up-tempo, fast-paced type of offense, RPO <laughs> offense is built around a running quarterback because then it just opens up so much more to your game, whether it's passing or... Now it's just not keying in on one guy who's going to run the ball. Now you have to cover two. and then, So, yeah, offenses like this are definitely built in to have a running quarterback.
3: So the defense has to at least respect the threat. And that's something that Logan Bonner was struggling with, that that just it wasn't there. Defenses knew it, so they could drop guys back. Mm -hmm. But Cooper's flipping that now. Uh, 6057 texting in. Uh, I don't know if you already covered it already, but what are your thoughts on the targeting call? Seemed like an obvious penalty.
1: Um, It looked like that to this person, they thought that was a targeting in the game.
3: Yeah, we have not covered it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on 99 mm-hmm, Davis
4: mm-hmm.
1: well there was there was and then we had didn't they look at one for us too that they didn't call targeting
3: right they initially called it and then they overturned
1: yes it. or something
3: and uh, I thought it was the correct call
1: when you watch the one on yeah it's the one on Nana on the gr- on the ground uh, where you made that play and that when you looked at it yeah I don't think that was targeting either the thing that we've
3: it, it seems very week to week crew to crew mm-hmm. but as we were watching it in slow motion and in the thing is, that the defender comes in to look like he's trying to make a solid tackle. He's coming he's down a on the lower shoulder and he's
6: part of the shoulder, body. He's, he's not going, going so, for yeah. the head. Mm-hmm.
3: But the receiver, in this case, it was Nana Davis, he's, he's protecting the ball and he's trying to prepare for impact mm-hmm. and he comes down into that space. And it wasn't crown to crown, it was kind of side to side, but mm-hmm. it was still helmet to helmet contact. But it didn't, to me, look like it was a clear. Targeting call. Now, should there be some kind of sliding scale if there's some helmet to helmet contact? I don't know, but I, I thought it was uh, the right review to overturn it and, and not call it a-, a targeting penalty. I think if a opinion. guy
1: launches himself at a guy and, and-, and the hel- head's the first that hits him. You know, neck area up to head; those kind of things need to be there. But when a guy is running the ball, immediate goes wow. to the sideline. He goes down with the, and you sometimes the defensive guy you can't help but hit his helmet when yeah, you're going to make a and tackle. and I think
2: referees are being taught more now just to throw the flag. We'll review it if mm-hmm. it is a penalty mm-hmm. or not. That's true. But you know, there's so many dynamics like that where a guy's going down, the defender's coming in trying to lead with his shoulder. But I feel like any time when a defender's coming with eyes down, leading with the head. I think that should be, you know, that should warrant a targeting call, mm-hmm. one because it's unsafe for the guy making yes. the tackle coming in with his head down. Mm-hmm. They don't teach that. You so. can't. Yeah, and they now everybody's trying.
1: Everybody's trying to teach you lead with shoulder, or you you know you you kind of turn your head to the side, and you can miss tackles that way when guys are pretty yeah. elusive too. You know, if you yeah. don't keep up. Boise just scored on a big run. So now they've taken the lead back. Fresno had scored to make it 14-13, but now Boise State's just scored, and so they now lead 20 to 14 in the game. I think is, or I think that's yes. what it is now. Yep. So. Yeah. Uh, they're playing up at Boise. It is on FS1, the same channel that had the Aggie game on. Uh, let me take another break, and then we'll come back with more of your texts, more of your phone calls, and we've got Cooper Laga as well from the stadium. Again, Aggies win at 34-27 to get going in this conference with their first conference win, and we'll return with more of game day on KBN and the fan. We're brought to you tonight in part by the one-on-one help, monthly classes, all the insurance needs taken care of for you at one spot, LSS Insurance, 169 East, 1600 North. You always expect great customer service when you select one of their plans 752-9493 to set up your appointment with them and dnd auto and salvage they're going to pay you the most for your junk vehicles if you want to get rid of a junk vehicle call 787-1204 pickup is available and you can do that on monday dnd auto and salvage 787-1204 part of our game day sponsorship on the fan and kvnu
4: what's more important than sleep Granted, some things are, but not many. This is Ryan at My Mattress, and here we offer the best solution to better sleep, a better mattress. IntelliBed, the gel mattress, cradles your hips and shoulders while providing the best back support possible. Or come in and choose a Tempur-Pedic that boasts 93% of their owners love their bed. My Mattress, offering the best sleep possible by the South Walmart.
5: It's game time, and you're in the locker room, ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolsen.com
1: cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the Best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com
0: Aggie Game Day continues. Sponsored by Golden Spike Electric on News Talk, KVNU, and Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. All righty,
1: 3427. Aggies won. Uh, let's see. I think I closed uh, my spot. Uh, did we ever get? Did we ever see New Mexico, Wyoming? Who won? Did you ever see who won that game?
3: Uh, that was Wyoming who won. Uh, New Mexico was ahead a lot of the game though. Let me get the final score for you here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, it was Wyoming. Eventually came back and and pulled ahead in the in the. Uh, Fourth quarter. Fourth quarter there. Four so
1: Wyoming four, won that 27-14. to 27-14 after New Mexico did have the lead of the game. Last night, San Jose 40, UNLV 7. So San Jose is 2-0. and o. Boise, if they win tonight, would be 3-0 in conference play. And uh, the Aggies are now at 1-1. One and one. Wyoming would be 2-1 and one, then with that win in conference play in our division. Colorado State would be 1-0 and because they beat Nevada, stopped their 10-game losing streak, which I believe is the longest in the country. They won last night 17-14. At the end of the game, they kicked a field goal and missed it. And Nevada ran into the kicker. And so they got another chance, and they kicked the field goal. It was their only offensive points of the game, and they won 17-14 over Nevada. Nevada is 0-2 in the other division. San Diego State and Hawaii uh, are also underway at this hour in conference play. And again, if you missed it, UCLA did beat Utah, and BYU lost to Notre Dame in the other games involving our state. Uh, in this one. Let's go to Cooper Legaugh, and then you guys can talk about what he has to say. Uh, Cooper, of course, was huge in this game tonight, and what he has been for this team, obviously, is something, and so he was asked questions, and let's join that interchange. This is brought to you in part by Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales in beautiful downtown Benson. Fridges and freezers and washers and dryers and ranges and dishwashers, all the great brand names from Daryl's Appliance. Cooper,
4: I just, I mean, you put the ball in some good spots, but you guys were making contested catches and particularly cobs and I was mm-hmm. phenomenal. How much confidence do you gain when you, when you see
8: your guys, a battle for you like that? Um, I think it helps me a lot just be more comfortable, like especially just being early in my career, having depended on my legs a lot in high school all growing up. It makes me more confident just getting the ball out to them and not freaking out so much, scrambling all the time. I know those guys will make plays. So it's really good when they when they make those big-time catches like that. just builds more confidence knowing so I can keep targeting them, keep getting the ball out of my hands. So... Love it. So, Cooper, you had a couple drives in the first half, just kind of stalled, kind of deep in the red zone. Obviously, in the, in the, in the second half, you guys finished some <clears> of those drives and they were big drives. What was the difference between some of those that stalled and ones you finished off? Um, I mean, if I remember correctly, a lot of them, we had penalties. So, it's tough when you get a second third down and more than 10 yards. That's really tough to come back from. So, it really limits the plays you can call. and really limits just what we can do with the ball. So I think just at the end of the game, we started to eliminate those dumb penalties more, and so it's more second and third and manageable. There's more more stuff we can call and stuff that's more built for that area of the field.
4: What's your chemistry like with Brian Cobb? Do you think chemistry between the quarterback and the wide receiver matters, or is it more just he's getting going?
8: Um, I mean, it for sure matters, but honestly, I don't think it's as much as people make it sound like. Like, we have our concepts. I know they're going to get to their spots. And so really just, I just have to trust that they're going to be in that spot and get the ball there and know that they're going to come down with it. And a lot of times tonight, they were coming down with it. So it paid off. What's your
4: level of confidence in yourself and this team now that you've got a couple starts under your belt?
8: Um, I mean, personally, I've always had belief in my own abilities, and I feel like, I just try to work as hard as I can every day, and I think the team sees that. And so I feel like they've been like, they assumed I would do good in a game. And so it's fun to finally be out here, especially at home, like go get a big win against a team like Air Force. And I think that just helps the team all come together and have belief in what the offense is doing, what the defense is doing, and all in special teams, we can all come together. So it's not just like confidence in me, it's the offense as a whole, the defense as a whole, special teams as a whole. We all know we can work together and play big games like this and win them.
4: How important is getting a win tonight and solidifying
0: that
8: confidence? It's huge. We lose tonight, then it's like, what are we playing for? Like, There's no real motivation like, to go get the championship because it feels like if we lose this one, we're kind of out of the running. So I think this one was huge. A good team like Air Force we're still in contention to go to the championship, so I feel like this really is just getting the ball rolling, beating a team like this, and now we can go on a run, so.
4: Uber, <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, yeah, just how much did you guys kind of feed off of each other there? You, you take the lead, the defense makes a play, you extend your lead, and the defense makes another play, and so how much uh, did you guys just really kind of feed off of each other?
8: Um, I mean, you play a team like Air Force, you know the drives you're gonna get are limited, so just trying to at least get some sort of points every drive as the offense. And then knowing that by the time you're back on the field, a lot of time's going to be off the clock. So just being ready to make the most of every drive. And then when it really mattered, the defense was coming up with some big stops. So that helped us out a ton. Cooper,
5: you, you seem to get some momentum. and <coughs> I guess last week was your first start versus, versus your hometown yep. uh, team. And so what what from that do you think carried over and as far as the end result, like, do you feel like you improved this week, or, or what do you think led to the end result? You know, win tonight.
8: Um. So what did I take from BYU that helped me this week? Is what you're saying?
5: Yeah, yeah. you gained know, some momentum, or I think there was just some things
8: improved. Or? um, I mean, I think we had some good stuff from BYU. It's hard to take momentum from a loss, yeah. but I think we saw glimpses of good things. So. I think we built off of that, came into this week. I was able to just see things more clearly, I feel like, just having it be my second full game. So I think I was able to just go through what I needed to a little bit better than I did last week. And then we just never let the game get out of control. Where last week we got down by two scores, we were never down by more than one tonight. So I think just keeping the game in control allows us to just play our offense how we need to play and not try to do too much crazy stuff.
1: I think uh, that's good stuff from Cooper Lega. And Craig and I, before the game, uh, we said he had to step it up a little bit with his passing from what we saw against BYU. He did that. I'm just going to put it to you guys to discuss for a second here. How do you think Cooper Legah felt before he got a chance to play against BYU on this season? He could have easily. I mean, now remember, he said I was Lo- Logan Bonner's number one fan and helping him, and he was helping me, and all this kind of stuff. But hey, there was a point there that he and, and a lot of people looked at things and said, well, there should be some kind of change, maybe a quarterback with what was going on. He hung in there, and now we're at this particular point and seeing what he's doing.
3: Well, like what he said that the, he said, like my teammates assumed that I might be. Competitive and might help the team, <laughs> but nobody knew. Like, we weren't sure. Well, we s- and even in his first start, it did, yep. didn't result in a win. No,
1: so, but what did he do in a bowl game when he played? He, he comes out in the first play, pass, he has to deliver, he delivers that pass that probably was the dagger that ended up putting the game away
3: against Oregon State. Yeah, so he he's, he's shown an ability, but once you're in the game and mm-hmm. for a full game as the starter, there's still a little bit of an uncertainty there, but that it, it's it's clear that they're showing confidence in him and that confidence is building around the team not just and I, I love that he kind of deflected that question it's not about confidence in him it's the, there's confidence growing in the offense there's confidence in our special teams there's confidence in our defense and how we're all growing right now
2: yeah I think everyone's growing as a team right now uh, I think something that's key um, with Cooper is his belief in himself, and also the poise that he has when he's when he's been out there. You've seen that, um, you know. Even last week tonight, there were maybe some turnovers or some negative plays. He still had the same energy and bounced bounced up. Um, and I've gotten to know Cooper Lagau pretty well, him being roommates with my brother. Um, but even watching him last year, just through like fall ball, the way that he prepares himself mentally. Even when he wasn't getting reps um, and scrimmages and whatnot, he's back behind them taking the mental reps so that when his call came, like it did in the bowl game last year, he looked calm, cool, and collected, and he executed. Um, I think we saw that the times that he came in. He looked that way last week against BYU, even though he had that turnover early on. He still bounced back. He looked calm, cool, collected. Obviously, tonight he looked a little bit more comfortable with his second start. He said he saw things a little bit more clearly, and, and we, we saw that. We saw him playing with confidence. The receivers were playing with confidence. I think this whole team is is finding that confidence and that we can win games. We have that ability.
1: I could go back and play uh, what he said again after the BYU game. He said, we're making progress as a team. The defense is playing better than we are on offense, and we need to start to help the defense out. I think that was fulfilled tonight. That kind of comment was fulfilled in this game to make it more of an overall team effort in this game too.
3: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. As is I think he was trying to point out and as we've and Coach Anderson has as well, is that this team has been making progress and has been growing week to week. Said this was the, the best week of practice they've had all all year. Sometimes that's coach speak, sometimes they'll just say that, but I'm, I'm. I believe that Anderson said that, and I believe that that's true. I, I think this team had uh, kind of stare each other and uh, it's look in the mirror and have some long, hard soul searching moments a few weeks ago. Well, and the team did and have a meeting. They had they players' a team meetings meeting and things. And yeah, the the coaches can only do so much. and The players have to call each other out and be more accountable, and and they're starting to do that. And it's building. And uh, this team is. It does not feel like a team that has a two and four record after tonight's win. Mm-hmm. They they look like they're a much better, more accomplished team than their record indicates.
2: I think there's truth to that too. Yeah, and I think it was a legitimate comment because I don't think our defense has been bad by any means this year. Like there's been games where they've created turnovers. I just think our
7: offense was Alabama
1: bad. didn't really run the ball against us except for for Young, the quarterback, the, the quarterback scrambles. scrambles. Yeah. But, I mean. They didn't. Now maybe they could have if they really would have tried. But yeah. you know that the Young was able to throw the ball around and do some things. But it, w- it wasn't like we were gashed. I mean, big time plays and things like that. Like so,
3: no. uh, a couple texts coming okay. through. You guys can react okay. to this. This is from six seven four zero. Everything that frustrated me about this year's play calling might have been put to rest. Hopefully, <laughs> it really looked like we. Uh, Took what we were getting from the D, and we stopped running it up the middle like we didn't have a plan. It feels like we have a plan now. Also, Coach John L. Smith was at the game. Oh, he looked great and was still sharp and funny as ever. Very beloved by his players. Remembered everyone and has a uh, and was a riot to talk to tonight. And probably is, 20 he, players.
1: He's one of my all-time favorites from that 1997. He was great. Uh,
3: a bowl game mm-hmm. team that was there, including NFL players John Del Cardi and Craig Miller. Okay. That was neat to
1: to know that. And I know the 79 team came back that was a champion. Craig was involved in that last night. He talked. We talked about it on the pregame. Those guys came back. And, uh, you know, Eric Hipple, Rulin Jones, and some of those other great names like that were involved in their deal that they had a big thing last night and got rings because they won a PCA championship back yeah, in the
3: day. great to have a win like this on homecoming. A lot of people come back into town for a lot of different events and a big win for a lot of mm-hmm. Aggie mm-hmm. alumni. Uh, 9315 texting in. Uh, if I understand correctly, is not the offense... Oh, we already asked that. one <laughs> set up for a running quarterback. This is another one they okay. texted in. Uh, do you think there was any time in the game that Williams should have been in? Mixed feelings on using him like in that third-and-one situation today? Okay, what, what's your feelings about Levi's bigger
1: and can run? He's got a big arm, but he's a little more erratic and things. But w- what are your thoughts about a package or for a quarterback like that in some spots?
2: Uh, I think we've seen that in the past games where they did bring him in. Um, I'm sure they still have that installed in their offense, but with the success that Cooper had running the ball tonight, why change it? We didn't have to or whatever to think about that.
3: uh, Calvin Tyler was running the ball effectively. Mm -hmm. Cooper could get yards. Uh, Yeah, I don't know that there was a situation that Levi was needed. We've
1: got to be good on fourth down because uh, I told Eric, we are the number one team in the nation at trying fourth downs so far. We led the nation going into this game, and we have two key ones tonight that we converted on fourth downs that were hit. A touchdown on one and then that other tough catch by Cobbs to keep a drive going.
3: Yeah, that's true.
1: We've got to be good on
3: fourth downs. We do it a lot. Uh, 1027 texting in, good win for the Aggies tonight, good balance on both sides of the ball. What a difference a wind makes. The crowd was really into it tonight. At times, the volume of the crowd was wonderful, wonderfully loud. And you were there, and you
1: mentioned that the atmosphere was great in the stadium. And you could just feel it on TV, too, watching it, as we did
2: down here. Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. I hadn't seen that all season long, so that fourth quarter was a lot of fun before I came over here. Putting Uh, one away, finally, rather than having to see somebody else running away from us. Fans were staying in the stands. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: yeah. you know what? Credit to the fan base. There have been reasons for them to turn away. (laughs) From the losses to the coaches' comments and some of the reactions, there have been reasons for them not to come. But they've hung in there. They keep coming. Credit to the fans who have stuck with it. And they were treated to a fun football game. And we, I said
1: they wouldn't leave, and they haven't left, and they never will leave. I've, I said that even when it happened. I've seen enough of this place mm-hmm. that when things weren't good, we still had 10, 12,000 people showing up to games and a lot of other places it wouldn't happen like it's happened here. And so now they've hung with them. They've seen the progress. They've seen them work. They put in the extra stuff. Uh, I mean, now we got something. Yeah. you Now you got to remember, though, we got November when we come back at home. Yeah, it's going to time. be a while. It'll be, it'll be a little different for the next yeah. game. So, yeah, because they got three weekends now where they're away to and a bye before they get back home. All right, one final segment coming up for you on our game day post game for texting or for calls 753 5868. Or the text line is 339-0321 as we have Zach Van Leeuwen with us here tonight for game day coverage on The Fan and KVNU, brought to you in part by Jerick's Fine Jewelry. Amazing service and great quality. I had an excellent experience. That's what some of the customers have told us, why Jerick's is make it special, make it Jerick's, and they bring you our post-game game day on KVNU and The Fan. This is James Stevens with White
4: Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White
8: Pine Funeral Services.
5: country prices and big city selection. E-I-E-I-O When you're looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a lot, hey, old Nick Darrow has a farm. An appliance farm. the no overhead, but lots of country charm. See Darrow's appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This October is our 14th year anniversary. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary date. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring or anniversary ring shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have thousands of designs to choose from, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached and no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Bloom Eatery. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Bloom is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Are you a small business owner? Who's your bank? This is Bruce Rigby. I want to invite you to bank with us at Cash Valley Bank. We specialize in helping small business and we have great people. That's the Cash Valley Bank difference. Decisions made locally without all the red tape by people who care and know how to help small business. Cash Valley Bank growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC.
1: Aggies win, 34-27, the final score. Uh, Boise kicked a field goal at the end of the first half, so I think it's 20-17 to at the half. I think it is with Boise State leading Fresno State in their game. That's going on. Uh, Utah lost 42-32. BYU lost 28-20 uh, in those games. And, and we mentioned Wyoming did beat New Mexico, so uh, that kind of gives you an update of where the conference is. I know San Diego State and Hawaii are also playing tonight, and I haven't...
3: No score yet. But no score
1: in that game. That's a battle of two really bad offensive football teams. Yes. Are, but again, this conference has got a bunch of them right now. So some hey, if it's we start open. to be if we start to get two hundred yards a game rushing and two hundred yards a game passing, we can be as the the offense of this league in a lot of ways. And if our defense will continue to Earlier in the year, the big thing, we were giving up about. Remember, even Connecticut ran the ball pretty well against our defense. We were giving up about six and a half yards a rush at one time. And now we've dropped that down to closer to about four. And even Air Force tonight, the amount of times they carried the ball with what they ended up with, we did a pretty good job against the run tonight in this game, too.
3: Yeah, considering what Air Force is, has been averaging on mm-hmm. the season, I mean, I thought that Aggie defense was. Air Force ran for
1: really 4.8 yards a carry. In the game, the Aggies rushed for 5.2 yards a carry in the game. And for total plays tonight, Aggies got about 6.8 yards a play. Air Force only got 5.3. One time we were going up early in the year, almost seven yards a of play offensively
3: to the opponents. So we're, we've improved in those areas, too. Yeah, the Utah State rushing defense has actually been pretty solid for most of the year. There's, yeah, you mentioned there's been a few blips here and there, but. Mm-hmm. That rushing defense has been pretty solid, it can, and especially considering there's been some injuries to key guys on that interior yeah. defensive front. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. <laughs>
1: So 264 yards holding Air Force to 264, like after what we've had the last couple of years against them. <laughs> that's that's really, really good tonight in this game.
3: Okay, anything else we got uh, there Yeah, the text? quick text just okay. came through from 4177. Sorry if this has been asked, but what's the story with Robert Briggs? When he was in there, he seemed to run fine. It's just that he wasn't in there very much. Is he still dinged up, or is there something else going on? Coach
1: said that he was fine going into the game. Uh, Briggs is impressive how he runs the ball, but hey, I thought Calvin Tyler tonight looked about as as good as we have seen
2: him look from a full-game perspective. And would you agree with that, Zach? Yeah, I think this was probably his most complete game. And if, if you have a guy that's got the hot hand running the ball, keep feeding him. He averaged 5.7, got his first touchdown of this year.
1: We've only had... What did we say? Three rushing touchdowns all year. Cooper had one last week, and then Briggs had one earlier in the season. That's all, that was only our third. And then eventually, Lagas got one tonight. Uh, we've had most of our other scores at the end. Tonight's the first time we've had a third-quarter touchdown on the season. We've had a field goal against BYU, and that was it for third-quarter scoring. So our quarter scoring tonight... We scored 10, 3, 7, and 14. I think that's the first time for sure we've scored in every quarter of a game this year. Air Force, 7, 7, 3, and 10. So both teams did get some points in the entire football game tonight to make it entertaining to stay to the end and watch it,
2: too. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun football game to watch. So I think there's things to be excited for moving forward, with, especially with the next three games. They sh- should pick them up pick up those wins. Colorado State um,
1: is not a really good offensive football team. Jay Norvell moved from Nevada to Colorado State, so that win last night when they kick a field goal at the end and win had to be big for him because he was back at Reno too in that game last night. So that was big for him. But I mean, I've always just felt like Colorado State has some guys. Or they've physically, they've always had weapons, and and they've had, they've got three or four guys who are in the NFL as receivers. The tight end from last year, the Cowboys have got the one guy. They, there's another team. There's another receiver in the NFL that played with them the last little while, and uh, and they've always been pretty good on defense too, and things at Colorado State. But they lost ten in a row till they lost uh, one last night.
3: Yeah, they've not looked good. They've mm-hmm. not looked good. In Wyoming, they won today. They beat New Mexico. Peasley was 10 of 21 for 174 yards and two touchdowns. So we finally got some passing in the end of the game to go, but
1: the the one thing Wyoming held Air Force to under 200 yards rushing. That's scary to think that their defense can be that good. Wow. Yeah. So that's the one thing Air Force uh, Newme- Wyoming will be on the defense and New Mexico uh, and Colorado State hasn't been good on either side of the ball up until now. So you can't take it off the gas we got to keep our offense moving and our defense moving in this next week
2: yeah I, I think if the the defense has been solid if they continue to play that way and if we can keep up with the offensive creativity like we had tonight I think it can be something special but like you said you got to keep the foot on the gas keep the momentum keep learning even from you know the small things that didn't go well tonight but then keep building off the things that did go well and keep that momentum going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, it's not a perfect game, I'm sure. When they go back and watch the film, they'll
1: find some things yeah. that they can work on correct and get better at.
3: I just got a text that came through, 2886. Kay. said On the post game, of Johnny Carter said Coach Bonda went somewhere over the offseason to learn a better scheme against a triple option. Any idea where he went? Maybe went to Navy. Maybe he went to army. I know he spent time with the Patriots, but I don't, okay. don't imagine they would have taught him a lot about how to well, defend but, the triple but, but, option. But, but,
1: but you know, so but uh, and then he did pick up uh, Johnny Carter. Somebody was saying they was patting him on the back or hugging him or whatever. He
5: picked him up. Oh yeah, he lifted and yeah. put him he on his shoulder and carried him off the field. Yeah.
2: Coach Banda. Banda he came from Miami. Mm-hmm. Yes, so he would have played Georgia Tech, who yep, the bazo- ran yeah. the triple option offense for several years too. So. Uh, maybe somewhere along the way
1: he's somebody that was connected with that but okay it it, whatever it was better than last year by far and that's what we needed to have to be able to stay in the game but our offense did keep pace and like cooper said we never got we're never down by more than a score and that's a key deal and you get up by more than a score against air force like we did in this game and it makes it tough for them to win and that's what ended up happening so all right zach anything else hey it's been fun to have you
2: back in you still it's doing fine? Fun. Yeah, I'm doing great. How's the new baby doing? Uh, baby's coming in January. So oh, okay. We're that's, for oh, that. that's right. It was we're coming. F- you made the announcement. I was yes. thinking, okay, it was born already. But yeah, yeah you, no, you guys January, made the announcement. Okay. So super excited. Things are good. And I you guys still plan it. on
3: uh, making the trip to Colorado Springs, or is that uh, not Colorado no, Springs, no. To Fort Collins. Fort Collins. Now that Zach, no, the, now that, that Kyle's, Kyle's not, not
2: traveling, we canceled the trip. what
1: what has this done to Kyle? That's got to be really hard to have a season-ending injury for him
2: yeah it's definitely it's definitely tough for him but Kyle's a very resilient individual um, he he sought as opportunities to help his teammates um, I know he just barely had surgery this week so he wasn't on the sideline tonight but he was there the previous games when the other slot receivers would come off he was like an additional coach for coach cephalo you know discussing what he saw um, so it's hard but he's seeing as an opportunity to help the other receivers grow as well during this time. Okay, well don't uh, have him get down because he was just
1: starting to make a few plays and then yeah. all of a sudden this happened. I mean, it had to be cut. Kind of, and I didn't really notice big getting hurt badly in the game. Did it happen on one particular play or something?
2: It happened on, I think it was a third down. He went up and caught a high ball. And then just the way he came down with all the force, I think it just tweaked his knee weird. He still played the rest of the game yeah, on it. Yeah, that's why I'm saying I thought he didn't finish the game. He finished yeah, the game. Yeah, finished I the game. But and then they looked at it after. Yeah, that's too bad.
3: Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah.
1: Well, Zach, it's been nice having you here, and Appreciate we'll it. we're going to try to reach out to you anytime we can. Okay, thank you.
3: And tell your family all hi. <laughs> Will okay. Do. Uh, Eric, anything else from you? No exciting win. Uh, it was a great football game today. I mean, it was it was exciting. Like start to finish, yeah, those Air Force drives can get kind of long and <laughs> lull you to sleep a little. But I-, I thought even then it was exciting football, start to finish tonight, uh, and great to see Utah State play well in every phase of the game, get the win. They're still very much in the uh, in the hunt, not just to get bowl eligible, but to uh, be in a position to represent the Mountain Division. Still,
1: probably going to have to beat Boise at the end of the year. That's probably going to have to happen, and that's yes. one thing the hurdles. But that. you might get to that. And again, those last two games, San Jose and Boise, might end up being the you know the two interesting games to have to take oh, care yes. of. To stay in that spot. Thank you, Eric, as well. We appreciate the sponsorship. At Alpine Home Medical, premier one stop shop for home medical equipment and service provider. They offer a variety of home medical equipment and products for your needs. And we also want to mention Golden Spike Electric. They have Generac backup generators ready for winter to keep you always safe in your home, your business, wherever, with your power on 257 3016. So I think we've touched on most of the stats. Aggies had 21 first downs, Air Force had 20. Aggies rushed for 199, Air Force for 264. Aggies have 18 passes completed for 215 yards, so 18 out of 23. Air Force was 5 of 12, 95 yards through the air. We mentioned the penalties, um, and then the turnovers were 2 to 1. Air Force had 2, the Aggies won first time we won the turnover battle in a while. In the game, we punted twice, they punted twice, and the Aggies had it just 25 minutes to get their 34 points on the board, and Air Force had it 34 and a half minutes to get their 27 on the board. They were 7 of 13 on third downs. They started 4 for 4, then we stopped them four straight times, uh, but they were 7 for 13, and the Aggies are respectable 5 for 12 considering where they were. But both teams were 2 for 2 on fourth downs in this game. We mentioned Tider had 109 yards rushing, Lega had 76, Vaughn had 15. And Naga ended up with 215 yards passing, 18 of 23. Cobbs, eight catches, 136 yards. Von Kott, four for 52. Both had a touchdown. Nana Davis had three for 20. McGriff had one for six. Tyler had two for one yard. And Roberts, 136 yards, but he had 108 at the half. And they maybe they were, at one time of the game, they didn't use him as much, it seemed like. But Eldridge had 52 Daniel's, the quarterback, had 34, and he was we mentioned five of 12 in the game. So that's the stats for Cash Valley Bank. No two businesses are the same. Why should banking solutions be any different? They always will do some banking solutions for you. So it's the Aggies and and uh, Colorado State coming up next Saturday. That's still a five o'clock game. CBS Sports Network, I think it is for next week. So we're back on at 3.30 for our pregame game day next week before we'll do it. And then after the game, we'll be back to take your calls, your texts, and we'll talk about the Aggies in Colorado State on the road. I know some Aggie fans will probably be headed over there to watch it. And if you do call in from over there, and let us know how it was at that brand new Canvas stadium over there where the Aggies have been able to go over there and play Colorado State and Played pretty well at times against the Rams, and let's hope they can do it again against a team that did finally get a win last night against Nevada. But the Aggies win tonight. That's the most important. 34 27, the final. And that's it for game day. We'll, take, uh, we'll join the uh, programs that we normally have on, The Fan and KVNU, in progress now. For Zach Van Leeuwen and for Eric Franson and the sponsors, Al Lewis, good night.